everyone and welcome back to Parked Car Combos. I am Maddie Mitchell. Thank you so much for letting me um, speak in your ear today. It means the world to me and more. Um, a question of the day for you. Think to yourself, have I told my best friend that I listen to this podcast? Have you? Have you? Think, have I told uh, my mom, my sister, my neighbor, my barista have you told them have you told them to listen because if you haven't you're dead to me (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm really excited for today's episode actually um I it's kind of it's kind of in the same vein as my anti-MLM podcast where it's just a weird niche topic that I'm so passionate about for no reason um, because it doesn't affect my life at all. You know what I mean? Like I was never in an MLM, so I don't have any like real reason to feel so strongly about them, but evidently it doesn't matter because I do. And that's how I feel about today's topic, which is just the dark side, the heinous side, the most um, ludicrous side of family vloggers. And I... I don't know. I've watched a lot of family vloggers like um, years ago. I I would like to make it very clear. I do not watch them now. I do not consume that kind of content, but I used to watch them years ago. And as I've grown older and more mature and wiser and just become a, have become a better person, <laughs> I've realized how fucked up it is. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm talking about two, um, they're all they're the two that I'm talking about are YouTube channels, but now with TikTok, people are kind of doing it on TikTok too, and that's becoming kind of gross. And there's just yeah, I just have a lot to say. And um I hope I hope I can say it all in this. I was gonna talk about three different family channels, but for the second one, I just have so many words that I just don't think I can fit it all in this one episode. So we'll see. We'll see where this takes us. Um But if you don't, if you've never watched family channels and you, you know, have never like consumed that kind of content, let me give you a little background. Okay. So most of them have, have been born and bred on YouTube, right? And they do like vlogs, family vlog channels where, um, at their best, it's like, just like a a day in the life following, you know, a nice family and their children, right? which you can understand if you are maybe a mom or someone who is in a family, that this kind of content is like fun to watch, right? Because it's like, oh, here's this like nice young couple with their two adorable kids going to the park or going to Disneyland or doing all these fun things, right? It's the same reason that we like to just watch vlog channels, like why I like to watch Emma Chamberlain's vlogs or literally anyone's vlogs, right? Which it doesn't make sense because it's like they're just going to Target and getting coffee, which is something I do at least once a week. But for some reason, it's so entertaining to watch. And it's the same kind of thing with family vloggers, right? It's just on on a different scale. And the thing with family vloggers is that actually a main audience of family vloggers is children, right? <laughs> Which this immediately is, it, it becomes more complex because, you know, I, I don't think like Emma Chamberlain's main audience is children, right? No, it's like teenagers or young adults, um, people who are like in her age demographic. But for family vloggers, it's really unique because since they spend so much of their time showcasing their children, which is problematic in and of itself, um, their main audience ends up being kids that are probably around their children's age, right? I remember I used to, when I nannied like four years ago, three years ago, um, the girl that I nannied loved watching the LeBrant fam because she was the same age as their daughter, Everly. And Everly like did dance and all of these fun things. And so she liked watching it because essentially it's like the Emma Chamberlain for kids. Do you know what I mean? Everly was Emma Chamberlain. And um, so it becomes so much more entertaining for kids to watch too. And again, I think a lot of it is probably like moms because to some extent, to to a very small extent, I think family vlogging channels can be kind of relatable for mothers, right, who have children. Um, but then I again, the main audience is kids, and that becomes problematic for a few reasons. A few reasons, right? Because 
Um, it, you know, there's one thing when you sit your kid down to watch something on Disney Channel, right? Because shows that are on Disney Channel have been like properly vetted to be like, uh, is this safe for kids? Or even on like, like, you know, what is it? Like Nick Jr. and all the actual like younger kid channels. All of those shows are made specifically in mind for kids, right? Like they, that's on the forefront of the agenda is that this is a learning program for kids, right? A lot of them are educational, and they only discuss topics that are for kids. Can't stress that enough. Where family vlogging channels, that's not the case. Because while they do showcase their kids, they also talk about like weirdly their marital problems, which is very strange when you consider that their main audience is like six-year-olds. Because no offense, what do six-year-olds know about marital problems? You know what I mean? So there's just a lot of weird overlap in that sense where like half of their content probably is showcasing their kids, but then there is a portion of it that is just talking about like actual adult problems. So it's weird in that sense to know what your audience is and like feel like you should be doing that. But it's not, it's also like they don't have that moral obligation that, or that actual obligation that channel, like actual kids channels have, right? Um, I'm talking about like TV channels. So it's it's just a weird thing in that sense. But furthermore, the the more complex moral ground is that um, when they have sponsors and they're promoting all of these things, who is who is watching who is watching their sponsors? These kids. And then these kids are like, oh, mom, I want I want to go get this toy because Everly was talking about this toy in the LeBrant fam video this week. And what are kids if not persistent and relentless? So then you're really just promoting all of these things to children that don't know any better. They don't have consumer discernment like adults do, correct? Um, So you just are promoting all of these products to uninformed people, children, (laughs) six-year-olds. And um, that's just kind of gross in and of itself. Same with like promoting merch. And a lot of them also will spin it. I know Jake Paul used to do this, which he's obviously not a family vlogger, but um, he his main, his main audience was children for so long and he would like kind of guilt kids into like buying his merch because he was saying that like it was the only thing that kept his channel afloat so it, it made kids want to go buy it because they didn't want to see Jake Paul's video stop which no offense but buying a $25 t-shirt isn't really going to be what keeps Jake Paul in business right so it's just it's just becomes this like gross kind of thing where you're feeding off of children that's disgusting right that's that's not it's just not cute and they have all these like events and um like the ace family had all these like I mean just scams really but when you're a kid you fall for it because you're a kid um so it's just there's a lot of of weird gray area there um but the biggest gray area comes in with uh child labor because essentially what these people are doing is exploiting their children and if you are, say, a child actor, which I mean, I we we know at this day and age that there's so many horror stories about actual child actors, but um, the the main difference is that child actors have to follow labor laws, right? The people that employ child actors have to abide by very strict um, rules and guidelines of things that they have to do. You know, the kids still have to get an education. They have to, um, they can only work a certain amount of hours. They have to have, you know, X amount of breaks. I obviously don't know the ins and outs of the child labor laws for child actors, but it's an intensive thing and, and companies will get screwed and sued if they don't abide by those rules, right? That is not the case with family vloggers. It's kind of this like uh, loophole, which is, again, gross. It's just profiting off of kids in like two ways because it's profiting off of the kids that are consuming your content, but also profiting off of your own kids, which is mm, disgusting. So these kids essentially um, don't have any, the, the families don't have any rules that they have to follow because YouTube doesn't recognize any labor laws because anyone who works for YouTube is essentially an independent contractor. So no one's like obviously employed by YouTube. So there's this weird... There's this weird, like I said, this like gray area where these kids are forced to be on camera so often. And I'm not saying that all, I think there is some actual wholesome, genuine family vlogging channels, right? That probably respect their kids. Um, And also there's a lot of YouTubers that have, that were YouTubers by themselves in like 
2015 and now they've grown up and they have kids and they just like show their kids sometimes and talk about what's going on with their kids but it's not like the kids are their main um, selling point for their channel and those people obviously are doing things a lot differently so that's not what I'm talking about at all but there it just becomes very exploitative is that the word exploited I feel like I'm saying it wrong but you know what I mean they're exploiting their children um they are constantly just shoving cameras in their kids faces which is just so traumatizing and I just I wonder how like this whole topic is very sad (laughs) I want to say that because that's like I I feel like I'm going to be making light of it but the trauma that these children are going through I literally cannot imagine like how they will feel when they grow up and they are not part of their family's vlogging channel anymore like that must be such a weird thing to go through and it's also weird because even like no one has gone through this before this generation you know what I mean like at least with child actors that's been happening for years and years and years and child actors can seek out other child actors to like talk about the the insanity that they've been through right but what are family like no one can relate to that it's such a niche thing so okay so I want to talk about two families I want to talk about the LeBrant fam because that's one that I used to actually watch like seven years ago six years ago um and I also want to talk about eight passengers which is a vlogging channel I had never heard of eight passengers until this past year um and I've just gone down so many rabbit holes and they make me so sick it's disgusting um so the LeBrant fam a lot of you, I feel like this is like a very popular, well-known family channel. Even if you've never like watched their things, I'm sure you know who they are. So um, Cole and Savannah are the parents, right? So Savannah had Everly with another man, not Cole, um, when she was like 19. She had Everly. And then she met Cole on Vine. Yep. Vine. Um, and then they got married. And so Cole is Everly's stepdad. And then the two of them, Cole and Savannah have had two kids and Savannah is shocker pregnant with third kid between the two of them. So they will have four kids soon in June, I think is, is when their fourth kid is due. So, um, which is already following a very, very, very common theme with family vloggers, which is just constantly getting pregnant. Because getting pregnant gets you views and people have caught on to this for like, it's just a known fact. Because if you have a kid, I mean, if you're pregnant, then you can, you can post an, oh my God, telling everyone we're pregnant video. And that's going to get a lot of views. And then you can post a gender reveal video and that's going to get a lot of views. And then you can post a, I gave birth video and that's going to get a lot of views. And then you can post a, what did we name the baby video? And that's going to get a lot of views. It's like textbook. So, um, the LeBrant fam is known for for doing two things when their views are down or when they're in deep shit, which is um, just get pregnant or um, pretend that their kid is sick. Yeah, I said that. Pretend that their kids are sick. That is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Um, so the LeBrant fam does, they, they pose it in more of a, um, we are the perfect family. I would say that's kind of their whole shtick is that they are just this like beautiful family and everything in their life is so perfect. That's kind of how they come across, which is very, very different from the the second family that I'm going to be talking about, Eight Passengers. That is not their vibe. Um, But the LeBrant fam is all about like making their life look so just like picturesque and perfect. And like they have these perfect, beautiful children and, um, they are a very religious family also. So God is a big part of everything that they do and that they, you know, show on their channels that they're like this perfect Christian family. And, um, there's, I mean, I think it's kind of funny because as a society, I think, um, in terms of social media and, and even YouTube specifically, we've kind of evolved out of this era of being like, oh, I live the most perfect picturesque life, right? Because even though that was the case at one point, and it still is to some extent, like I'm not trying to say that we've like completely evolved and, and you know, we're mature now and we know that no one's life is that perfect. But I think YouTube and social media has kind of taken a turn for the like realer aspect of life and, and, 
you know, talking about things like mental health and, you know, all of these other issues that people have going on, on in their life that at one point they might not have been quick to broadcast and to showcase to their audience, but now they are because it's like, okay, well, this is real life. And I don't want to just be talking about how amazing my life is because that's not real. That's not genuine. Um, the LeBrant fam never caught on to that. <laughs> they, they, um, are very much still in this, in this phase where they're like, nope, our life is just perfect. And, um, I think that's why a lot of like, a lot of teenagers, I think, follow them because they just see, um, this like Savannah is just this like gorgeous girl. So they're like this gorgeous girl married this like hot guy. And now they have kids and it's just, they have the perfect life. That's like what people want, right? They have this like ideal image in their head of what, what that life looks like. Right. So, um, then they have their kids and they post like dancing videos with their kids and, all of this stuff. And it's just, it, it, it's one of those things that it, it just kind of over time got consistently weirder. Um, like I'm pretty sure now Everly is homeschooled, which is really sad. So Everly's the oldest, like I said, she, um, is Savannah's daughter, but not Cole's biological daughter. And, um, they really capitalized on that when they got married, when Cole and Savannah got married they really capitalized on that and like did a whole thing where now Cole's like Everly's dad and how, and it's sweet in theory. Like it is sweet. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, did you need, did you need to show the whole world that? And they really, like they shoved it down people's throats that like, like now Cole is, you know, will always see her as his daughter and all this stuff. And again, in theory, that's adorable. That's sweet. That's wholesome. But when you put into perspective the fact that then they were like, we have to show the world this, it's kind of gross. (laughs) It's kind of gross in a sense. Um, so yeah, they, they just the dynamic that they all have, um, at one point it was cute. And then over time it just became grosser and grosser, especially with their clickbait. Um, they were in really, really deep trouble. I think it was just, I think it was in 2021, I want to say. So just last year, um, they posted a video. First of all, they didn't even post it right away. They had it like premiered, um, which I didn't even know that that was like a thing, but basically it was up on their channel before they could, people could actually view it. Right. And so it said like premiering in whatever, 10 days or a week or whatever. So people could see the title and the, the thumbnail, but it wasn't available to watch yet. And the title was she got cancer. She got diagnosed with cancer, question mark, documentary. Love that. (laughs) Such a catchy title. And the thumbnail was literally just a picture of their whole family. And they were looking at one of their daughters. Um, so if you use your contact clues and put two and two together, it made it look like one of their daughters had been diagnosed with cancer, which is terrible and traumatizing and just so sad, especially for their young, young audience that is so weirdly invested in their life. So when everyone saw that and everyone was like, oh my God, this video is coming out in a few days, it generated a lot of buzz and they left it up the entire time that it was premiering. And then once it actually like was released and uploaded, um, it wasn't about their daughter. It was about an actual child with cancer that like I think was a fan that they ended up visiting in the hospital. Um, and they caught a lot of backlash for that because obviously everyone, their fans and then just anyone else thought that their daughter had cancer. And even if their daughter had cancer, why would you be posting a video about it? So it was just gross in every sense of the word, right? It's disgusting. And, um, they ended up just changing the thumbnail so that it was less misleading. Um, and it was a picture of, Cole with the actual fan that did have cancer. Um, and they just kind of like never really addressed it besides changing the thumbnail, which is, it's just so disgusting. I think actually, I think they did address it and they were like, oh, we didn't like, we didn't think that people would think that it was her, which is, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, so they're just known for doing these like gross thumbnails, this gross clickbait. And, um, it's just to, to drive views, especially for people, again, little kids and in younger people that don't have the discernment to be like, oh, that's clickbait because they want the, their young audience to believe whatever the title says and then freak out and watch it and comment and do all of the things that they, that everyone does. Right. 
So all in all, they're disgusting. They also are um, like he was anti-mask and anti-vax. They've been known for seeing some racist and homophobic things just all around not not great, not great things for people to be doing. Um, And then just spitting out kids like they are constantly having kids and they're always um, profiting off of like, oh, guess our baby name, guess our like, guess the gender of this one and having gender reveals for every single child. And it's just a lot. And okay, so going back to I think Everly's homeschooled now. And that is really sad. So she's the oldest by like, I want to say like five years, six years, maybe. Um, And they said that one of the reasons that they wanted her to stay at home from school is so she can help with the baby which is what? Like, what do you mean? Maybe stop having kids if you need your like nine-year-old daughter to help with the kids. Like what? Like stop then. No one's forcing you to do this. It's just so gross. And it just comes across like at this point, it just comes across as like so like it's so transparent that you're having kids because they make you money. And that is just so disgusting. Um, The good thing is, and I don't know if this is a good thing, but since their kids have been so young, it's, I don't know. I I can't even really like make this argument, but I guess we'll just talk about it in the next family too, because the next family I'm talking about has like teenage kids. And that is in a way I feel like worse because their friends and people that they go to school with can like go online and see all of this. Whereas, um, I think when you're like two and three, it's, it's less, embarrassing in that sense because you don't really know what's going on which again kind of makes it worse because you're like just so unaware um but they really do just like shove shove the camera in their family's face and it's like I just can't imagine where the line is like where do you turn it off like how do you like just growing up and knowing that like okay the camera's on so we have to be like happy and smiling and and showing everyone that like we're this perfect family that is bound to take such a toll on them and also I just can't help but think about the fact that Cole and Savannah have been doing this literally since they got married I think they might have even it might have even started before they got married but with that being said their entire marriage is based on this premise that they make money off of their family that is so unhealthy because then it's like what do you have if not your YouTube channel like that is textbook how how a marriage will fall apart because then what happens when you know when YouTube dies out or when um your kids grow up and they don't want a part of it your entire life is based off of this one thing that is so bad it's so bad and it's so unhealthy um and i just i just feel so bad for the kids like in every in every situation i just feel so bad for the kids that they're like personal and private moments with their family are like put on blast and that is way more so with the second family that I'm going to talk about which I guess I can just get into now because I've already been talking for 23 minutes that's insane um and I have so much more for this family so the second family I'm talking about is called eight passengers um because they have six kids and then the mom and the dad eight passengers like I said I had not watched any of their content um until this year. And I really only came across it because, uh, I was seeing all of like the eight passengers, like fails on like these clips of them on TikTok, And I just went down so many rabbit holes because this family is so alarming. Like this one more than the LeBrant fam, because I do in a, in a very strange sense, I do think that at least Savannah and Cole are good parents to an extent. Like, cause I don't want to say they're good parents because good parents wouldn't be exploiting their kids in this way. But I, I just feel like their kids are taken care of in a, in a healthy way in that sense of it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I do not feel the same way with eight passengers, which makes it so much sadder. Um, so the mom in eight passengers is really the mastermind behind their whole account. Her name is Ruby. Uh, the eight passengers are Mormon. Um, so their family is extremely, extremely strict, extremely strict. Um, and if, in case you're not familiar with, uh, LDS or Mormon, which is church of the latter day saints, uh, it's very normalized in their culture to get married super, super, super young. 
um, and have kids like just start, just start banging those kids out. Like truly, um, that is like textbook Mormon culture. Um, and it's very much, you know, the mom is the housewife, the dad is the breadwinner. It's a super archaic way of looking at life. Right. And, um, that's kind of purely exemplified in the A passengers vlogs and just their family in general is their mom is just, just that like she, they got married super young. She had six kids. And, um, unfortunately I think with this mindset of you just get married young and have kids is, um, you don't necessarily want to have those kids and you're not necessarily equipped, uh, emotionally, mentally, um, financially with the bandwidth of having that many kids. Um, but that doesn't matter because it's just the norm. Like you just do it. You do it regardless of whether you're in a good place to have kids. If you want to have that many kids, because you can be a great mom to two kids, right? That doesn't mean that you will be that same great mom to six kids. That's so, that is a lot more kids. You know what I mean? And I just don't think that that's something that's necessarily thought through with a lot of people. Um, when that is just culturally the norm because it's just like it's just what you do and you don't question it and you don't think through those things and in my opinion that's very clear that that was the case with this family um the mom in in from what I've seen is not great uh she's a terrible mother in my opinion she is extremely extremely narcissistic uh she tends to make all of the vlogs about her um which is just very ironic because all of them are profiting off of literally her children's struggles, which is, that is like the biggest difference between a passengers and the LeBrant fam is the LeBrant fam is trying to show this super, um, idealized version of like what a family is and eight passengers who's truly just profiting off of like all of the struggles that their kids go through. And I think a big part of that is because their kids are older. I think the oldest is like 18 and then she has like two other teenagers, maybe three other teenagers and then two like younger ones that are like probably seven and nine. I'm totally guessing their ages. Um, but it's a lot, it's a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids and obviously the things that, you know, the 18 year old is going through is a lot different from what like kids in the LeBrant fam are going through just based off of the age. Um, but the big, my biggest qualm with the eight passengers is the lack of boundaries and privacy is astounding and like really, really upsetting. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's just get into it. She is known for recording like extremely personal moments. Um, and I'll get into some like specific examples of that in a little bit, but I just, if you think about like the worst things that you went through as a kid, and I'm not even talking about like actual deep, dark, traumatic things, but just like embarrassing things that happened to you as a kid or, um, you know, times when you were fighting with your parents or, or something just wasn't going your way. If you imagine those being um, recorded and then uploaded online to like millions of people, to people that you went to school with, they could see it to people that like that is such a it's so gross. It is so gross. And also, I didn't really talk about this, but just kind of the safety concerns as well that these people just don't seem to care about with posting their kids all the time and like uh just posting like where they where they go to eat and all of these like it's I don't know I feel like that is so bizarre in and of itself but yeah so the eight passengers they have a lot of older kids so that to me was just gross because it's like I'm sorry but there's no way that your 15 year old daughter wants to take part in this there's no way and maybe she took part in it you know five years ago before she really understood what was going on which that's the thing is these kids when they're young they don't understand what's happening they do not they are not able to fully make a decision and um, unfortunately because of that their parents get to make the decision for them and I think that that's so gross because they have no idea what they're doing and all of those things are being broadcast to the world and will live forever. Um, and even when I go down these like rabbit holes of, you know, most of the rabbit holes are just shaming this mother and um, as they should and talking about like the insane things that she's done. But some of them do, you know, comment on the kids and that's so, uh, no. Why would you want to set your kids up to have millions of strangers online be having an opinion about them 
And like, that is not healthy. It's not healthy to have kids grow up and see like hate comments that are written about them when they're fucking 10 years old. That is so gross to put your kid, to willingly put your kids in that situation. Um, okay. So like I said, the mom is extremely narcissistic. She, uh, is, you know, constantly talking about how her life is so hard as a mom and in a very like, woe is me type of way, which, you know, I would have maybe some more sympathy for if you weren't consistently profiting off of your kids, but I don't have any sympathy for her. And she just really makes every situation about her and like how it's so hard to be a mom and all of these things. And I'm like, you know, your whole job is YouTube. I don't like, you're fine. Relax. Um, she really does think that she's like a 1940s housewife. There was a clip of her saying, and I quote, what do I bring to the marriage? I bring my body and I make sure the house is clean. Yeah. A moment of silence for that, please. Because what? Um, so she just, again, and I think a lot of it is she's Mormon and that is the Mormon ideals is that, you know, a woman is one thing and a man is another. And, and that is that, like, that is that. And there's no way for a woman to be seen as the breadwinner or to be seen as all of these things. But, um, you know, I just, that really does play a big role into, you know, how you raise your kids and, and, Ugh, it's just, it's just icky. But there was a clip that I saw where one of her sons who was like, probably he was young. He was probably seven at the time. Um, she was yelling at him because he like hadn't picked up some of his toys outside. And so she was like, you need to go pick them up. And he goes to pick them up. And then she's like, okay, great. Now drop and give me 10. She literally made her seven year old son do 10 push ups because he hadn't picked up his toys. Uh, I'm sorry. What the fuck? What the fuck? What do you mean by that? I thought it was a joke at first, but then she literally made him get down on the ground and he did 10 pushups. And I was so confused. Um, because this isn't the army. That was my first thought is this is not the army. I, in this, he's seven, he's seven, seven year olds don't put their toys away because they're seven. They don't care. Um, there's just a lot. That's a very common theme with her is treating her kids like they're 30 years old when they're seven. Um, and again, it kind of falls into this thing of having kids, but not being mentally prepared to have kids to be a mom, right? Like she doesn't treat her kids like they're kids because I don't think she likes the idea of having kids. I don't think she does. I think she likes having adult kids maybe, and you know, kids that she can communicate with, but that's not the, that's not what happens. Your kid doesn't pop out of the womb able to like communicate emotionally and, and intelligently. Like that's just not how it works. And if you, um, aren't equipped to deal with it, you shouldn't be having kids point blank period. Okay. Um, she's constantly recording her kids crying, which again is so nauseating because like thinking about, uh, like a lot of the times with her oldest son who I, is in high school, he's probably a 16 or 17. Um, she's recorded a lot of times, a lot of conversations with him about like his grades in school and talking about like your grades in school can be just like so emotional because at the time when you're in high school, like grades, that's your only thing that you worry about, right? That's the only thing that you have to focus on. And, um, that can be like really stressful for a lot of kids. It can be really anxiety inducing. It can, you know, it's just their whole life pretty much revolves around school at that point. Um, so to have like emotional conversations and just have a camera in front of you the whole time is what, because then how can you ever, it, it totally brings down the trust between the mom and the child, because if a child is crying and they come to their mom for comfort or for advice or guidance or something, the last thing that that child wants is a camera pointed at them. And having their mom comfort them, sometimes she comforts them. Honestly, sometimes she's a bitch. Like the things this woman says is absurd. Um, I just can't, I can't, I can't fathom it. And that's like, I truly believe that these kids are just never going to speak to their mother at some point in their life because the way that she raised them is so like just absurd and so emotionally neglecting and 
traumatizing. Like these kids are going to need to go to therapy. I mean, I, I hope they do. I really hope they do and that they don't just stay in this bubble that she put them in and where she, you know, tells them what's normal and what isn't normal because that is like really, really sad in and of itself. But um, there's one clip too where two of the older kids that are in high school are sitting next to their mom and they're saying that they don't have any friends. Um, I will say that this clip was literally the saddest thing I've ever seen because um, their, their friends at school are seeing their YouTube videos. Their friends are seeing all of these like moments that are supposed to be so private and so personal and are showing all of their like shortcomings highlighted online. Um, And I'm sure 100% knowing that kids are dicks and don't realize that this is, you know, the mom is putting on the show because all they see is the kids on YouTube. Um, I'm sure that these kids have gotten bullied at school for all of the things that their, that their mom has said that they've been shown saying like, it's just, it's so embarrassing. I can't think of another word for it. And especially when you're 15, you know, kids are mean when they're 15 and, um, they don't, they don't think and they don't like, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they're not able to think rationally and say like, oh, well, just because Tommy is being weird in this, like it's, it's Tommy's mom's fault. They don't have that, that sense to think of the bigger picture. Obviously they just like see clips of their classmate, you know, crying on camera. And I'm like, I have no doubt in my mind that these kids just get harassed at school. And I think that that is so, so, so sad. And so there's a clip of the kids saying that they don't have friends at school and the mom is just like nodding along and doesn't care at all. It's, yeah, it's so weird. And it's like, how are you so, I don't know if she's just stupid and oblivious to the fact that like, she's the reason for that. Um, or if she's just like this, like, that's fine. Like, I don't like you shouldn't have kids at age 16. Like, it's so, it's so weird. Um, okay. They also, they, the kids, the older kids are constantly getting their phones taken away for the dumbest reasons. And again, that's isolating them. That's like, how could they have friends if they can't ever text their friends? Like that's how kids communicate is online and on, um, their phones. So if they, if you take that away from them, no doubt they're not going to have kids because how are they going to even make plans with their friends? Like, how are they going to do all these things? Like they're not, they just won't be able to do that. And, uh, I hate to say it, but that is what like emotional abusers do, right? They want to distance people from the outside world. They want people to think, um, and I'm thinking more along the lines of like in romantic relationships with emotional abuse, right? Um, if, if you're dating someone that's emotionally abusive, they want to completely isolate you from like your friends, from your family. So you only know what they are telling you. Right. And that's how this is. It's emotional abuse in a sense where they're like, okay, yeah, you can go to school, but then you can't talk to anyone else. And, and the mom is kind of like feeding off of the fact that they don't have any friends and they don't have other people in this, in the outside world telling them, Hey, this isn't normal because the longer that she can keep them thinking that their life is normal and what she's doing to them is normal, then the longer she's going to be making money off of it. And that's what it comes down to is just profiting off of it, which is so disgusting. Um, okay. One of the boys got his bed taken away. (laughs) Yeah. So their oldest son, Chad, who, I, uh, he's, he's one that everyone feels so bad for. Right? Like, and I think I want to say he's catching on because I feel like in some clips, it's kind of like, he is so fucking fed up with his mom. And literally all I hope for, for these kids is that they like get out, like that they can get out and like live a normal life and excommunicate from their mother and just be the people that they want to be, which I think would take it's it's kind of like I feel like it's kind of like when you grow up Amish and then you leave you leave the Amish that kind of culture shock is I feel like what they will have to go through which is really like that's why people don't leave the Amish because they're like I don't want to do that I don't like I don't know anything else this is my life um it's it's so sad but yeah so Chad got his bed taken away I forget what it was for but I will say anytime she's talking about some form of disciplining for her child the reason that she's disciplining them is never 
equal to the punishment. Like, and I mean that not because it's hard for me to like speak on these things because I'm obviously not a parent, but the things that she like quote unquote punishes her kids for are not even in the same realm. Like it just, the punishment so, so, so does not fit the crime ever. Um, so yeah, so Chad got his bed taken away. Keep in mind, Chad is the oldest boy in a family of six kids. Um, and he had to sleep on a beanbag in the family room for seven months. He just got his whole room taken away. I don't even remember what that was for. And at the same time, he didn't have a phone. That is, I know that that is, that has to be some form of abuse when you have the means to give your kid his own bed and you are intentionally not like that is oh it's all kinds of like emotional manipulation and uh it's so disgusting and to be like a teenager and to have literally no privacy like you can't even go to your room that is so 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 sad um and that's what like she just takes away these kids like outlets to anything um and it's disgusting. She recorded taking her daughter bra shopping, like her like 12 year old daughter, like she was getting like, uh, what, is, what are those called? Training bra? Is that what it's called? I think it is. She recorded them literally in the store. I think they were at like Target or Walmart or something and records her daughter picking out a training bra. Now I have a lot of issues with this. Um, and my main one is uh, have you ever heard of pedophiles? Because that, oh my God, that is so gross to be bringing attention to that online where you know, like there are bad people in the world. Do you not understand that? Like, do you not understand that? Like, even I've seen that on TikTok when, um, like, uh, there's this one person on TikTok that keeps posting videos of like her three-year-old daughter in crop tops and the comments are disgusting like very creepy, very, very, very like sexualizing a three-year-old, which is uh, disgusting. And, um, the mom just keeps posting them, which is really weird. And I think it's just because she's profiting off of it. Um, and that's kind of like, I, I honestly, I will say like the eight passengers, like, I, I don't even think she's like aware. Like, I think she's truly just that inept and doesn't think anything through, but, um, besides from the safety reasons of why that that is so terrible um that is like the most that should be so private that should be so private she also made videos when um her oldest daughter got her first period like these are things that um you you just should not be posting to the world ever 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 there's literally no reason why that's a good enough thing to post and it's really hard for me to like even wrap my head around the motive behind it because I feel like a lot of people, especially on like YouTube, when they post about like certain struggles that they've gone through, a lot of it, a lot of it is like in the hopes that it will help someone, that it'll resonate with someone, right? That someone can relate to it and take something from it. But in these situations, I'm like, this is just gross, like up and down. It's just gross. And it's, there's no, there's literally no boundary. These kids have no privacy, like they can't do these things that like going through puberty and then having that be published online for millions of people. There is no reason why that should be a thing. There is literally no reason. And again, these kids aren't old enough to fully grasp what's happened, what's happening or consent to it. They're not. And this is like, again, the like weird, the lack of child labor laws here. And the fact that you know, you have to get your parents written consent for things when you're under 18. Um, and they, the parents are the one that are exploiting them. So how does that, how does that work? Where is the line drawn? And it's, oh, it's so disgusting. They got into like a car accident one time. And the first thing she did was like whip out the camera and tell the kids that like they should have died. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not kidding at all. Um, let's see. Oh God, this one was, yeah, this one is, uh, this one I, I'm like, how are you posting these things? Like, how has no one arrested you? How has no one called CPS on you? This one actually is so bad. Okay. Her five-year-olds, or I don't, I don't think this girl's five anymore, but she was five at the time. She was in kindergarten, forgot to grab her lunch when she was going to school that day. She forgot to grab her lunchbox. So the school called and they were like, Hey, 
I don't even know what the doctor's name is and I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't say it anyways. Emma, Emma forgot her lunch. Can you, can you bring her lunch to school? You know, because you're, you're at home, you're a housewife, you know, there's no logical reason why you wouldn't be able to get in your car and bring Emma her lunch, you know? Um, and she said, no, (laughs) she said, I'm not going to bring my five-year-old daughter her lunch because she forgot it. So that's the natural consequence. Yeah. A moment of silence for that one too, please. Because what that is, uh, up and down, that is child abuse. You are not, you are neglecting your child. You're not feeding your child. She's five and she forgot to take her lunchbox and then you're not feeding her. And then I think there was a clip of her talking to her daughter at school. Like she was on the phone at home talking to her daughter and she said, I'm so sorry, but this is, this is the natural consequence of your actions. I'm sorry. If you think a five-year-old understands what the fuck you're saying, this is, again, it just goes back to you. You don't want to have kids. If that is your mindset of your five-year-old forgets her lunch and you're not going to bring it to her because she has to accept the consequences, then you are literally not fit to be a mother. Like that is the definition of unfit to be a mother. You don't feed your children. What do you mean? Um, and she even went as far to say that she hopes that no one at the school gives her anything so she can learn her lesson. Yep. She hopes that no one at school gives her anything. Uh, hate to break it to you, but I think it would be illegal if they didn't. I, I hope to God that the kid, that the teachers at that school are not as insane as this mother and that they said, well, that would be illegal if we didn't feed the five-year-old child. I, uh, there's just, I have no words. That is like so, so traumatizing. Cause then, then you're like, oh, my mom won't feed me. I always have to be learning a lesson. She even at one point like was homeschooling her kids and having them mop the floors all the time. And she got really mad that they weren't as they weren't more upset because I guess they were just like happy that they didn't have to go to school. Because like if you're eight and your mom's like, no, you're staying home from school, you'd probably be like, sweet, I don't have to go to school. Right. Um, And then she started talking about how they were just so numb to it. And I'm like, God, so you're aware to like, they are literally numb to your abuse. That is so, so sad. And just the fact that she's like raising these six kids to just hate her is so, uh, it's so insane to me. Um, and her, so recently the oldest daughter who's 18, she's the oldest out of all of them, I believe she just went to college. Now you might be thinking, great. She got away. That's amazing. Huh? No, she didn't. She is going to BYU, which is um, Brigham Young University, I think. Um, And there's a couple different BYUs, but they are essentially just schools for Mormon people. Um, And they're really, really cheap for Mormons. They get really good like scholarships and stuff. So that tends to be where like every Mormon goes to school. Um, Really, 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 really strict rules, like insanely strict rules. Um and she's going to BYU which again I would think to some extent like at least she's getting out of her parents house and she did she lives she lives on campus but she uh, I didn't realize that they live 15 minutes from campus and that her dad actually works at BYU so like this girl cannot catch a break like she cannot catch a break I feel so bad for her literally so bad for her it's just like oh it's devastating um and that same girl, they had, I think it was like a prom. I could, it was hard to tell by the footage of it, but there was like a ton of teenagers dressed in, you know, nice dresses and in suits and things like that. So I, I'm assuming it was a prom, but it was like weirdly in someone's backyard, which I'm like, maybe that was just like Mormon, uh, COVID prom because like they didn't believe in COVID and uh, all of these things they they think they I think as a family they got COVID like fully twice because they just didn't care about anything um and they're obviously not vaccinated but uh they had this prom in someone's like backyard and they filmed the like the whole thing they filmed can you imagine oh my god so it's actually funny because my mom worked at my high school and, um, it was always a joke that like, she was going to have to chaperone my prom, which she never did. She never chaperoned any of my school dances, which I was very obviously grateful for. Um, so 
in, in a way I can, I've been in that situation where I'm like, holy shit, is my mom going to be at prom? Never in a million years would my mom then be recording my prom and posting it online. And it's, it's also, it's hard to say because something that I, I was thinking about in this context too is um, how when you're like 10 and your mom's recording you, you know, doing a dance in the backyard you, what you're doing in that moment, you're like, this isn't embarrassing. Like I'm slaying it. Like this is, I'm killing it. I'm slaying the game. It's great. So when your mom records you at prom, like at that point in time, you might not be registering that it's embarrassing. And, and then it's one of those things where like two years later, you're like, why the, why does this footage exist? Like, why were you doing that? Because it's, I think it's hard to see in the moment that like how long lasting the effects of this are, especially for the kids. Not that they have a say in the matter anyways. Um, what else? Oh, they recorded the kids at their grandparents' funeral and they, their clickbait was grandpa's funeral. (laughs) That was the title not even clickbait because they were literally at grandpa's funeral and the mom was like laughing at the funeral. (laughs) What? 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 Um, all right. I'm just going to grab my phone and pull up some of the Instagram things that I found for the eight passengers because it's crazy. Like in this post on nine 11 last year, she says it is a picture of the whole family at church. She says, I can't think of a better way to honor the 20-year anniversary of 9-11 than to participate in the freedom of religion. Uh, And then she says, Eve chose to be baptized and confirmed into the Church of Jesus Christ, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, which is Mormon. Um, Eve can't choose that. She's too young. She's a child. So how how is she choosing that? Also, we're honoring 9-11 with religious freedom ma'am just don't speak next time this was a post on thanksgiving in 2020 it's a picture of jesus but like a a real live version of like some man cosplaying as jesus and it says if there was ever a year i was invited to turn to christ 2020 was it i started and dissolved a business got publicly canceled and falsely accused of abuse Mm, falsely according to who um I have felt misunderstood and alone much of the year. What a beautiful invitation this has been for me to evaluate where I put my efforts and trust. He has been my rock and security. I know that those who will, who put all of their mind and heart to God will keep panic at bay and peace harbored. I am thankful for Jesus. Mm, Interesting comments on this post have been, have been limited, have been Jesus. I almost said, love that. Um, she's also grateful for her family. Uh, She says, I'm grateful for my family. Each member brings such joy. What a privilege it is to watch them each day and observe their darling personalities. Their interests pique my curiosity and their preferences open my mind to consider things I've never considered. I grow and learn simply by living with them. Um, Which is really what she should have said is I'm thankful that they don't know any better and let me record them and I can profit off of them. It's just, it's disgusting. And I... I just can't help but wonder like what is going on like what is happening with this money that that's like my biggest thing because are you just pocketing all of it and obviously if they are pocketing it like I would understand that like a, a drastic portion is going to living expenses for six children I would hope um but I have to wonder like is is it going towards college funds for the kids that you're profiting on because at the end of the day they're the ones that are doing the work like this is their job. It's not really your job. All you're doing is editing the videos and uploading them and like orchestrating the behind the scenes. Um, so I can only hope that these kids are like getting their cut. I'd have to imagine that they're not, um, which is really sad to think about. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just think there needs to be so much more regulation, but it's like impossible to regulate. That's the thing. And I've even started seeing like with TikTok, some of these like really cute like kids that are on TikTok, right? Like with their parents, obviously, because they're like five. Some of them, like they're so adorable. They post like their parents post the funniest videos of them and they're just, they're great. And you want to follow them because the kids have these amazing personalities. And I think in a lot of ways on TikTok, that's a lot more, um, it's a lot more ethical in a sense, because a lot of times it's just like, 
these cute little one-off videos like a couple times a week of the kids doing something silly or like saying something funny, right? In that sense, you're not exploiting the child, right? You're not, and it's, it's not anything embarrassing. It's not, it's, it's not like these deep personal private moments. It's like when they're at the park and they just do something funny. It's, it's, it's wholesome in a sense. And, um, but I've even seen some of these people that I used to like love watching on TikTok, like these kids that are just so fucking funny. I've even seen some of them just their parents take this weird turn with it and they're posting all the time and they're live with their kid all the time. And so it's interesting to kind of see this shift on TikTok as well, because, um, I just think the plot, like TikTok as a platform is obviously not geared towards like family vlogging. Like it would, it's like a lot easier in that sense to, to keep it with this very strict boundary of like, Oh, here's just like a funny moment and that's it. Not like here's a camera in my child's face all day long. So it's kind of interesting to see some people shift when they realize that they can make money off of it and that their kids are the reason that they're getting sponsors. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's icky. It's really icky. And, um, it's hard. It's hard to differentiate between like the wholesome aspect of it and just the people that are disgusting. Um, so I guess we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I think it'll be really interesting, sad, but it'll be really interesting to see like the, the long term effects of this and like what these kids will grow up doing because like, how will they end up when they grow up? Will they be, you know, will they still be doing YouTube? Because essentially they'll already have a platform to branch off and do their own things. I know the oldest daughter, of eight passengers has her own YouTube channel where she has like 400,000 subscribers or something like that. Um, so I guess she just wanted to, and she got the torch passed off to her. But, um, again, that's a lot of it is probably just largely in part because that's all she knows. That's literally all she knows. That's her whole life. Um, for years has just been, her identity has been like this, it, it's also their identity becomes a character, right? The, the version of them that they are when the cameras are on them and when, you know, cause their parents talk to them differently probably when the cameras are on them and, and that dynamic of growing up in your formative years and having to like to navigate who you are as a person. Um, but you also kind of do have these two innate different personalities because, one version is being broadcast to the entire world. And once you're old enough to realize that, I can imagine there'd be a shift because obviously when you're like six years old, you have no fucking idea what's happening. So you're just who you are. You are your six-year-old self. But when you get older and you're 13 and 14 and you're like really thinking about like, okay, well, um, people are seeing this, like a ton of people are seeing this. So I can imagine that there would become this shift where then you have this whole persona and having that persona at age 13 and then growing up and like actually figuring out who you are as a person, but having this person that you've already been to the world for so long, that just has to be like immensely difficult to navigate. I cannot, I can't even imagine. Um, but yeah, I just want to say again, I just have so much sympathy for these kids and that they all deserve so much better. Um, and I recommend that you don't go hate watch either of these channels because I, we shouldn't be giving them any any um any of our clicks right we shouldn't be doing that because they suck and if you want to hate watch them just look it up on tiktok and people have cut these clips out and they're so fucking funny and that honestly saves you time too because you don't have to go like find the horror because it's all horror right but um yeah there's some it's it's hard because it's like they're funny clips but they're at the expense of these children that have no other option and that's really sad so (laughs) <laughs> on that note, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I know this one was kind of like more serious and less like haha funny. So let me know what you thought of it. And um, I this is going to I'm literally recording this on Wednesday morning and it's going to go up on Wednesday. But uh, hopefully next week I will be back to posting on Mondays. I think um, I'm still trying to plan out some episodes to get recorded this week so I don't have to worry about it next week, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, as always follow the podcast, Instagram at parkedcarconvos.pod. Uh, follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. If it's Apple music or Apple podcasts or Spotify, uh, 
rate and review the podcast if you can, if you feel so inclined. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for you. So, um, I hope you guys have an amazing day whenever you're listening to this. Um, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.